another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. Ben Slowey coming at you once again uh, this evening. I'm joined by uh, executive chef of Wonderland, um, the, the River West Diner. And uh, uh, he's held a number of kitchen jobs. He's worked at a number of eateries around the area. Um, I know him from uh, frequenting bars such as High Dive, uh, when High Dive, when High Dive was a thing. Um, and uh, yeah, shout out to High Dive. I really hope they make it out uh, on the other side here. But um, uh, Wonderland is, uh, is, has entered a, a soft opening this week, and I'm looking forward to talking about it. So I'd like to welcome Matt Mudler to the show. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, Ben. Great to be here. Just got done with the soft opening actually tonight. So finished cleaning the kitchen, grabbed a beer, and sat down to talk with you. Perfect timing. Uh, what are you sipping on tonight? Uh, tonight is the set in solitude, Central Waters. Hi. One of my favorite breweries, for sure. Oh, okay. Where's that one based out of? I think Clover. Oh, yeah. Clover, nice. Wisconsin, I believe. Um, close to my hometown. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's up there for sure. Um, this uh, this week I I'm busting out the Cliffords. You know, (laughs) dude, I never drank red. I never drank red dogs like ever. But this week, red dog just appeared at Pick and Save where I normally purchase my hams. So uh, that's what I'm going with this week. Cheers to Red Dog, baby. Cheers, brother. Yeah. So, well, uh, Matt, uh, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And uh, so um, I'm just going to uh, just go ahead and say that uh, this is our second attempt at actually doing an episode. Uh, the first time I uh, failed to record the video. So here we are again. But I... Uh, you know, I take those um, those uh, incidents as an opportunity to make the episode even better than the original one. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, Matt, you and I, so I first knew of you because um, you were uh, the, you had been the chef at Company Brewing where I had worked. Uh, but I knew of you because a uh, good friend, Shyla, shout out to Shyla. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the Shyla. Yeah, yeah, she's she's so dope. Um, she, you know, she spoke very highly of you. Uh, she still worked in the kitchen when I was there, but um, there seemed to be this like mass exodus of a lot of uh, company brewing folks over to Wonderland, as well as um, uh, a lot. I know a lot of people from Fuel Cafe ended up uh, migrating over there too. So, and then I'd find we had a lot of mutual friends, uh, you know. Um, just from hanging out at High Dive and whatnot, which we'll get into. But Matt, first, um, so you're you're a so you know you're a, a fond of the culinary arts here. Did you um when you were younger, like um, did you like when when did you kind of start like um, ha- I guess uh, developing an interest in food and uh, you know actually like making this you know, a living for yourself? Well, I mean, I guess the, the whole, the, the start of me being interested in food, unbeknownst to me at the time, was um, mostly because my parents were just 
really good hosts. Always were. Um, you know, where our houses, our main house that I grew up in in Wausau, um, was a hub because it's kind of in the middle of the state. So any family members that were up north or in Milwaukee, um, it was an easy two and a half hour, three hour drive for them. So, you know, it was a good stop for them on trips, on vacations, let's stop by the house. And my parents would always be able to make their space welcoming. Um, it even got to the point where both my parents, when they were together, uh, had a big family reunion of both sides of the family. Uh, which was huge and it got to one point where they're you know my dad's renting a whole pig and built a whole uh, pig roasting spit and renting out porta potties and having fifth wheels and tents and campers in our yard for a whole weekend um, yeah. we did this multiple times a year my, my dad my parents friends we had a pig roast every year too it was actually the last Sunday or no last Saturday of every September every year like uh, okay we, we uh, did the pig roast yeah and you know didn't really think anything of it and then i just kept working in the industry you know my first job was at this this freaking bar in the middle of uh, county highway in between wausau and merrill wisconsin if anyone knows where that is shout out to razor granite um where i would just you know clear tables and stuff like that and then just kept working my way up and the longer i got into it um, the more I realized that I just wanted to create a space where people could have a good time. And that kind of happened to be food. Um, so it's the only job I've ever had, um, except for, uh, when I was a lakefront brewery tour guide. So I was only in kitchen since I was 13 or since I was 13, um, except for when my stint at the brewery. Sure. So, um, what brought you down to Milwaukee? Um, well, my mom grew up down here. Um, my dad grew up uh, in, in, he was born in Milwaukee, but he grew up out in uh, the southwest of the state. But my mother grew up on the north side of Milwaukee uh, back in the 60s and 70s. And we moved up here, I think, because my dad's, or up to uh, Wausau, because my dad's job was a thing. And I just wanted to get out of Wausau. Wausau, there was only so much for me there. Yeah. Um, and I had a lot of family over on the south side, so it was it was kind of like a natural move. And as soon as I got here, I was, you know, exactly where I wanted to be. You know, it wasn't so big where I felt like I got swallowed up, but also it wasn't so small where it just felt useless. So, and as soon as I spent a couple of years here, I was like, Milwaukee's my home. So I've almost, I think this year's, no, next year's going to be my 10th year in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, dope. Actually, I have a funny story about Wausau. Uh, one of my best friends from college is in Wausau. She's from Wausau. And uh, I was the first Jew she's ever met in her entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a thing, but kind of not. I mean, Wausau's gotten a little bit bigger, but like, yeah, I always say this. And again, I'm not knocking it because I mean, I wouldn't be the person I am today without that town. However, uh, Wausau's big enough to make you think you know the world but also small enough where you don't that's right yeah <laughs> so that's the that's the kind of thing where i'm like okay i'd rather you know not be in a place like that for right now yeah yeah no, i hear that for sure um so i know you've worked in a myriad of uh like we mentioned at the beginning myriad of uh different eateries across town um you've worked at fuel 
Comet Cafe uh, Company Brewing. Um, so um, we last talked. Um, so Comet was the first managerial position you had, right? Um, that I didn't know I wanted. Um, mm. Much like my culinary career, like it was kind of, I kind of fell into it. Um, it was, I said no when they offered it to me, the kitchen manager job, four times. Oh, wow. And after the fourth one, they were like, okay, well, we'll just hire from the outside then. And I was like, well, I've already worked at this place for four years. I want the culture to stay somewhat the same. Like all my, all my coworkers are my homies. Like, you know, if anyone else comes in here, they're just not going to listen to them. So like, all right, I'll, I'll pick it up. And so, you know, it, it was just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I guess I'll figure it out. And like with Comet, especially in its heyday, you figured it out quick or you didn't because that was, that place was a juggernaut, especially in summer. Oh yeah. Oh, totally. Um, Comet Cafe was like the place where if I had friends out of town um, that were visiting Milwaukee, that's like the go-to, you know, like if you want some yep. comfort food in Milwaukee, Comet Cafe was where I took my parents, you know, like I mm -hmm. would like go up, go out with my friends there. Like, yeah, I mean, that was a staple and it's, you know, it is kind of weird to imagine that, like, you know, it is no longer a thing, but, um, yeah, I mean, um, would you say, like, uh, how would you describe, like, the transition from being, like, just a regular line cook to, like, this kitchen is, like, under your supervision? I guess the, the biggest shift was when you're a line cook, all your, like, you're going in the trenches with everybody. You know, everyone is going through the same fucking shit as everybody else. And at the end of it, you look at each other and you're like, holy shit, we're fucking, we, we survived. Um, let's do a shot, shotgun a beer and clean this bitch up and get, go home. Um, when you're a manager and you're running the thing, you got to toe that line. Uh, because you still, have, you know, things still have to get done. Um, you have a set of standards that, you know, need to be met. Um, and you can't always be everyone's friend, even though, you know, most of my career, I've been a lot of my coworkers and employees and whatever you want to call them. Um, they're all at the end of the day, when we clock out, we're going to get a beer and hanging out and talk shit. So yeah. being able to try to toe that line and, and be able to keep that relationship, but also realizing that like, Hey, this is, this is business and this is, you know, friend stuff. And sometimes when you're on the line, it commingles. Um, but you know, having to try to navigate that minefield, and I mean, it's the best minefield to navigate, but it's still one you, you, you can't swing one way or the other too much. Absolutely. My friend. Yeah. Like company brewing was like the first real like kitchen I ever worked in. And, um, yeah, that kitchen was so fucking funny, dude. Like I just, I yeah. love, like it's, you know, having fun in the kitchen makes it not feel like work and I just feel you know I'm just I just have oh, yeah. to be like scrubbing dishes and uh loading dishes into a machine and then pressing a button like it just doesn't feel like um it's it's not a stressful position to be in at all when 
you get along with your coworkers, when you guys develop a sense of community out of it for sure. And, you know, like yeah. I, I would hope any kitchen out here is, you know, like that, that's the kind of workplace that gets fostered and um, yeah, yeah, totally. And, and, it, and Wonderland, I mean, a lot of, there's a lot of River Westers folks I knew from like the music scene and from like the DIY scene were working in the kitchen at Wonderland and like, yeah, I mean, those are, those are all my friends. I imagine that would just be such a fun and just kick-ass climate to be a part of. It really was. And I mean, it's still, it's just we're bringing some of those people back, but in it's, and it's funny because it was only six months ago. So we're talking about it like it was years ago. However, you know, no. back in it's, you know, right when we were hitting our, our stride, um, you know, doing three, 400 covers on brunch and just going through the shit together. But we were all, you know, on the line singing Backstreet Boys together through the line and, you know, feeding professional wrestlers that would come in here because that happened and it was awesome. And that is, you awesome. know, having, yeah, we'll see him punk, by the way. Great. Oh, oh yeah. Dope, dope, dope. <laughs> at least, at least four times. It was great. We geeked out like little schoolgirls and no one talked to them. Um, but, you know, we're, we're doing all this fun stuff, but then also at the end of the day, like, we're communicating what needs to go out, why, and, and where is this and that, and then also let's do a funny pun on this ticket, and then everyone cracks up for a second. And, you know, in, in doing that, you know, A, it builds that camaraderie where if someone's in the shit, you have no problem digging your friend out because they made this really funny joke and also you know they're gonna have your back. And also I think that, I don't think it's exclusively to kitchens, but I've seen it a lot in kitchens. Um, it's just a lot of creatives. You know, yeah. it's, you know, you're able to put food and cook food and, and build this plate. And then on top of that, you know, um, I got in, I really stayed in kitchens. Um, before I even worked at Wonderland, or we even was a kitchen manager, I stayed in kitchens because I went to school for music at MITC, and I wanted to be a musician at one point. So, like, you know, switching shifts was easy, and and, and weekends could, I could work around stuff, and you know, still play shows and go to practice and, and stuff like that, and still make an you know still make ends meet. And so, you know, that was then you start seeing a bunch of people from you know the local music scene you're working with. And, me being an outsider, um, you know, from Wausau now into Milwaukee, and as I'm getting my, you know, more and more used to Milwaukee, realizing like, oh wow, like that's the same clips, and like, oh man, like that's the drummer from, you know, Since My Man, and like, you know, that's the, you know, singer from Expired, and like, you know, you just start kind of putting all this stuff together, and you're like, oh wow, like, and there's so many other people who've done really great, amazing, creative things that I've worked with, so then. At the end of the shift, you go, yo, this dude, this person's got a show in Bayview. Yeah, let's all pile into a car and go check them out. And, you know, you get a built-in um, support system with that, too. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Because, like, cause like, you know, you naturally, like, through, um, you know, through some of the dead air you experience in the kitchen on, like, a slow day or just between orders and stuff like that, you know, you develop those you know, the building of those interpersonal relationships of like the line cooks and the dishwashers and, you know, like everyone in that space and uh, you really get to know them and you develop that empathy for like, oh, what brought you here? You know, like, what are, what are your goals? You know, like, what do you, you know, what do you hope to um, achieve by 
being in this position and like, you know, what, what's important to you? What do you deal with outside of this place? And like, you know, especially like, you know, like, um, you know, working at, at company brewing, like I worked with, like, they were kind of similar to me where it's like, you know, they'd be having days where they were just bummed out or like, dealing with something outside of work and then they come to work and we end up having a ball just laughing and joking around and like you know just being able to trust each other and 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 vent to each other but in a way that's like you know not malicious or anything but just in a way that like you know we all have each other's back and uh, yeah if you are you know four orders deep like i will stop what I'm doing and run to the basement and get like a couple bags of fries for you or something like that, you know, like, so, um, and you know, I miss those relationships. I mean, I, I'm not on favorable terms with, uh, that place, but, um, but you know, I still have, I still really care about all the people that I was fortunate enough to work with in, in that, in that place. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say that, like, some of the most, the strongest relationships I have are with people I've met in the restaurant industry. Now, you could equivocate that to, you know, that's just where I've spent most of my time, most of my life. So, of course, that is. However, it's, I would, I would chalk up to that, but also to um, basically where, you know, a lot of the like minds, you know, real recognizes real then. So, you know, you, you, you get in this pressure cooker of a situation with people who think the same, eventually, you know, that, that bond will form. I mean, two of my best friends and my current partner have all come from working in kitchens. So, speaking of um, which, speaking of which um, shout out to Justine. Uh, I know she works at uh, Bounce Milwaukee. And might I say, they have really fire pizza. They have such They really do. I, I will say the only pizza that I've ever had that tastes just as good, if not better. And like most people are going to say like, oh, like next day pizza is of course always better. Like, no, like you stick it in the microwave and or you heat it back up in the oven and it's so good. I did not expect that from a from an indoor bounce cancel place. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's so good. Yeah, it was really good. She'd bring it home all the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, my, my partner at the time... Um, this past summer, um, we went to Bounce for a drive-in movie, and we we watched Shrek, and ate some pizza at Bounce, and it was so much fun, dude. It was that, yeah, yeah that was a great time. I shout out to Bounce for sure. Before we talk about Wonderland, just like kind of a more personal question. So, Matt, are you much of like a personal cook? Like, do you cook a lot at home, like for yourself, and like, or for, like your friends slash partner or do you is it has it always been more of like a professional thing for you so it's funny um uh, the answer changes as you dive really deeper into that question so um in terms of cooking for myself god no um it, if you ask a bunch of line cooks you know do you you know eat well all the time you must you know eat like a king all the time no, that's not the case. Like I get home and most cooks do, they eat like shit. It's not great because you're cooking all day. You're, you know, 
working about worried about ticket times. You're really pushing yourself, you know, especially with places with upstairs and downstairs. You're running up and downstairs. You're, you know, line cooking is not a young, is not an old man's game. Um, and so you're tired. The last thing you want to do is cook this elaborate meal for yourself. So usually it's pizza rolls or takeout or, you know, maybe just more beer, more beer. Um, Right. Yeah, totally. Now I will say when I first started dating Justine, um, I would, I cooked a lot more because of course you're trying to impress somebody. Um, That did, as I started, you know, doing more and more culinarily, um, having less and less time and also being not so much the thing I want to do at home. Um, not as much. However, I will say that um, I'm talking about, you know, my, my parents hosting, I do like to host. So I will do that. That does bring, bring me joy where, um, I mean, especially during quarantine, you know, when Wonderland was shut down um, over Christmas, my dad got me a, a really nice Weber grill, a chimney for it, you know, a bunch of fun accoutrements to play with grilling. And I really was able to dive into that. So I was always like, if you're comfortable, I have a big backyard. You know, it's going to be no more than probably six people. Come on by. And, you know, just go to the grocery store real quick. Probably spend way too much money at Whole Foods just because I thought something was cool and wanted to buy it and wanted to grill it, whatever. Um, And then spend, you know, the day doing that. And people are like, oh, sit down and enjoy. I'm like, no, this is actually fun for me because I haven't had a kitchen to work in to do so. (laughs) Um, But I do like to to cook for friends and family. Um, But, you know, it, it... so that's why that's, it's more of a complicated question. It's more like a no, yes-ish, yes. Yeah, I, I totally feel that. Like, for one, like, I totally empathize with that. Like, you know, you like to, it's kind of like where it's like you like to keep work at work. And food when food yeah. is work, you like to just keep it there and just be able to, you know, wind down when you're not at work and enjoy other people's cooking, <laughs> you know? I'm going to do a real quick shout out to any line cooks out there because at the end of the day, we all know that we take awful care of ourselves and I am so much in that camp. Um, But it is definitely a thing to, if you choose this for a career and want to do it for the long haul, you will have to take care of yourself. Um, I'm realizing that as I'm getting older and, you know, really, you know, it doesn't have to be like a dress station. You don't have to be like, you know, this, you know, third eye opening, you know, chakra finding it, anything like that. But just, you know, realizing that there's balance to work and life and the world. Because when your world, when you when when your world is something that keeps you alive, do you really start noticing it after a while? When you're like, oh, I just need to eat so I don't die. Well, sometimes the stuff that you're putting in your body necessarily is not the best stuff. Um, I'm trying to work on that personally. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. Like once I got my unemployment and, uh, you know, I, I just, I spent a lot of that money on food and trying to yeah. various Milwaukee eats that, you know, I'd always had on my list, but didn't get to try. And I spent a lot of money just, you know, yeah. Getting carry out and, and, uh, Same. There's so much good food out here, man. Like, I just tried, um, man, this this past weekend, um, I tried A, I tried the new uh, Big Daddy's Barbecue, uh, right? Yes. 
Man. I did that for my birthday. My, my birthday was last week. And we were like, oh, you grilling out? You doing something? I'm like, no, I'm ordering from Big Daddy's. Got like 80 bucks worth of food and just laid it out for people. And holy shit, I'm so glad that's in the neighborhood. Yes, agreed. Those, the, the rib, t- I got the rib tips with the barbecue chicken and uh, you get like the two sides when you get the combo and yep. there's waffle fries and there's mac and cheese, which is so fire. Like I'm also yep. very grateful that that place is there too. My favorite was the catfish. Like people underestimate amazing catfish. Like it can be very bad. And it can be eh, mediocre, but if it's good, holy, like their catfish is so good. Damn, I gotta try, I gotta try their catfish then. I'm gonna have to go back there. Um, the second it, place, it's like yeah. the chicken thigh of the hell yeah. The, the second place I tried this weekend, um, Sunday night, I got an Uber Eats was Damascus Gate, uh, Middle Eastern food. Um, it's Ooh. it was so so good you know i i'm a sucker for um pita and hummus and you know like the skewers of yes yeah skewers of beef and lamb and stuff like that and oh my it was it was delicious and um i i'd heard such good things about it for so long and it was great to finally try um yeah. So this summer, I just spent so much money on local food. I another one of my favorites I recently tried was Easy Tiger. Got some artisan ramen. Yeah, right on Brady Street. I just I just tried Twisted Plants when they had their um, food truck outside of uh, High Dive the other day. Oh yeah, what'd you get? Um, what was it called? It was Up in Smoke. It was the vegetable-based patty. Um, their bacon, their onion rings, their barbecue sauce. It's good, man. It was good. Their 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 meat uh their meatless patty is, is solid. Bro, bro, twisted plants is a gem. It is such yeah. a gem, man. Like yeah. I I try I don't remember what it was called, but I tried their like basically their take on the vegan Philly cheesesteak. Um, which was oh, cool. also really, really good as well. Um, shadows and twisted plants for real, for real. So that all being said, Matt, um, so it seems like you've worked in a lot of places that serve like comfort food and, and, you know, fare that is, that pairs well with like, you know, with beer and with just having a good time, like, you know, experiencing like Milwaukee, like, I mean, Fuel, Comet, Company, Wonderland, like, all, a lot of comfort food and stuff. So, Wonderland, I, so, as you mentioned at the beginning, excuse me, um, Wonderland just opened today, back up, uh, very exciting. So, I tried, when I first tried Wonderland about a year ago, um, it was when my parents were in town, and I tried the burger, and that is a massive ass patty. That is a massive burger. And it was so good. Yep. And I was full for the rest of the day. Like, <laughs> I was set. That That is a fantastic burger you guys have there. Thank you. Brother. Thank you. I, I definitely pride myself on that burger. Like, anyone who really knows me knows that, like, I don't 
necessarily like pumping myself up, generally speaking. I like to what I like what I do to speak for itself. Um, but honestly, like that burger, I had to stop myself from having more than once a week. And that's what I'm saying with the bad eating habits. Um, you know, getting, you know, oh, this burger, like, you know, it got, you know, uh, it was a mess up. Somebody made one too many or something like that. I would just like take it like it's mine and then go in the back and eat it real quick and then get it the next day. Um, because I, oh, yes, I'm very happy because we were, we were very meticulous about what we wanted out of it. Um, you know, we wanted to be up there, whether it be on a shepherd list or, you know, whatever, or just in people's minds of, you know, where are we going? We're going, we want burgers. Let's go here. Um, you know, we had many different samples when last year, when we were trying to open with, you know, different cuts, different grinds, different, you know, levels of fat, why and where, and um, everything was picked for a reason. So it wasn't just like a, here's a burger. It was, you know, every component was there for a reason. And, you know, it may be a bit heady for a burger, but I think the taste speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I mean, it was like what you would want out of like a Neo Diner burger, for sure. Um, so, yeah, so you guys did the reopen. So tell us a little bit about like, um, you know, what is new with the restaurant? Like, I know that you guys have like, um tweak the menu a little bit like what uh yeah like tell us a little bit about what's going on right now cool um so we are trying base i mean basically we're doing a new concept um before it was a you know neo diner that didn't really want to pigeonhole it but that's kind of the direction we're going and you know brunch heavy everything from scratch which is one thing that i was adamant of keeping uh not that i got any fight back on it um but now we had to, after doing two weeks of strictly to go um, in, in, in the month of March, uh, toward the end of March, um, seeing what it takes to um, have a restaurant now in the times that we're living in. Um, I was fortunate enough, uh, enough to help out at one of my really good friends' restaurant, Ashley Turner. Uh, shout out to Ashley and uh, East Troy Brewery. Uh, for letting me come and hang out and kind of see how they're weathering the storm out in East Troy. And, um, you know, got to take a little uh, bits and pieces from her and kind of bits and pieces from what we were doing before and basically realizing we needed a streamlined menu, um, something that carries well in a box, something that, you know, you get the same quality as you would as if you sat down and it was delivered to you two seconds ago. But also, it's in a box, and you went home, and it steamed a little bit. And you open it up. Oh wait, it's basically the same. Um, that's the end goal for us, uh, for sure. And so, um, in March, we had to just trim it down to what we thought would work in a box. And now, um, we really sat down and 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 thought about okay, no, 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 not what we used to do will work in a box. Let's make new stuff. So I would say minus three items everything else is new yeah what are some of the new things we got on the menu this time um some of the stuff i really am, am, am excited about is um our chicken wings um we dabbled in that a little bit um going 
right toward the end, right before uh, quarantine. And uh, it wasn't as exactly what I wanted. It was a bit rushed because, you know, we're still six months into a new restaurant and, you know, I'm trying to put a new thing on, but also deal with day to day. And not saying it was subpar, but it just wasn't what I was happy with. And so I got to think about it. <clears throat> and my crazy ass brain came up, and I didn't came up with, but decided to go with um, confiting the uh, chicken wings. And <clears throat> I don't mean to over explain or anything, but uh, for those who don't know what is, it's we're using duck fat and cooking it, uh, slow roasting it, slow roasting all the chicken wings in duck fat for a couple hours, letting it cool, pulling it out of said duck fat, letting it sit aside, and then flash frying it in the fryer to get it nice and crispy. And then we have two house rubs. We have this honey sriracha sauce, the Shin Godzilla sauce. Shout out to Nick Alexander. Um, you know, and then, um, you know, our national hot and they're fall off the bone. Oh, like, I'm very excited about it. Mad. Um, we also have... I gotta try these new wigs. That's <laughs> so, so good. <laughs> it, it's yeah, it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, the sauces are good, but it's not heavily reliant on the sauce. But the sauce helps bring bring it there. Um, you know, it's we're also doing tofu wings, and you know, we're brining tofu. We are drying it. We're you know making sure it it, it we're treating it, not just cutting up some tofu and tossing it into a fryer. So we're trying to get almost like a chicken nugget, you know, con uh, uh, texture out of it. Um, <clears throat> you know, so kind of playing around with the vegan food a little bit, and not just, you know, throwing some vegetables on a plate for, for the vegans, like actually putting some time and effort into it and making it taste like it's well thought out. Um, so we have a, a, a vegan Cubano made with pulled mushroom stems. So we take the mushroom stems, braise them for a couple hours, then pull them. So they're almost like pulled pork. Um, we have a Cajun corn dog where we're taking an dewy sausage and dip it in our house-made cornbread batter and deep fry it ourselves. Um, you know, potato chip nachos, uh, tuna melts, you know, and relatively speaking, it's a smaller menu and that's what we wanted to work with was, you know, something that was easy for us to grab onto, didn't know or extend ourselves because at the end of the day, if, you know, we realize not every day is, you know, promised. So be able to get something and nail it and then start playing with specials, start playing with, you know, entrees, start still playing with brunch, you know, <clears throat> grab and go breakfast. And, you know, the, the, then the possibilities are in, endless, but we have to crawl before we walk, before we run. This man said potato chip nachos. I have never <laughs> heard of that concept, but I'm so open to it, Matt. Obviously, I mean, obviously you always think of like tortilla chips with nachos, but potatoes, mm -hmm. like never would have thought. But man, I uh, I got to get my ass over to uh, Wonderland and get some takeout this week because, yeah, I mean, this sounds, um, this sounds like a really uh, creative new... Um, uh, endeavor in uh, in comfort food for the for the neighborhood. I mean, I know yeah. that you know. I know that we've worried a lot about some of our favorite establishments in this area, and it's just so exciting that Wonderland has returned, and it has returned in 
such a way that brings like you know just a new flair to you know the food that everyone was just really enjoying uh before all this happened so yeah that's that's awesome yeah so that being said um how would how was the first day back first day back wasn't bad it was kind of exactly what we wanted it to be uh kind of it's funny because it's incredibly poetic um we opened last year uh 2019 october 1st this year, we are reopening October 1st, 2020. So it's, it's kind of incredibly poetic. So we are taking a lot of things that happened when we originally opened, uh, little, little pitfalls and things we didn't necessarily want to happen. Um, I think uh, last year when we opened, which is a great problem to have, not complaining, um, that you know we got hit hard right out the gate. We got, it was an avalanche and it was awesome to ride that. But also it was just like, you know, bat down the hatches, you know, the snow's coming, let's, let's go. And this way we wanted to kind of control it a little bit. And so, you know, didn't have a huge media blitz in terms of that we were open today, um, which is Tuesday the 29th. I don't know when this is going to air, but. Um, this will be, yeah. So basically, yeah, yeah. So it was basically like, uh, didn't want to tell a whole lot to friends and family, you know, regulars at Art Bar. Um, come on through and, you know, start get the buzz going. And that's exactly what happens. So we can kind of, it's like building a car, but you can't turn the key until a certain date. So it's like, oh, cool. We built this menu. We built the line, you know, how that's supposed to set up. You know, we have everything prepped. All right, let's just wait until one day at four o'clock and we'll turn the key and then see what happens. So. Uh, generally speaking, everything is running like it should be, um, how we designed it to, and didn't see too many hiccups yet, but, you know, you really don't know until you hit that stress test, and so October 1st, we're ready for it. That's right, yeah. It's kind of like getting a new job or, like, a new position somewhere, yeah. but you're not allowed to, like, you know, spill the beans until a certain date but you still mm -hmm. like have to tell like your loved ones and like the couple people like close to you, like you still have to tell yeah. them same thing. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Well, well, and also it's funny cause like I've, the, <clears throat> Wonderland's my first endeavor I've, I've, in terms of like creating a whole menu. And it's funny cause like, you know, last year when I created this whole menu and, 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 you know, obviously input from Don, shout out to Don Kraus and, you know, Nick Westfall, shout out to him. You know, we're putting this thing together and, you know, you go, okay, cool. That's my first time just taking something from the ground up and putting it together and not sure how it's going to fare and how people are going to react. And I'm one of the few people who can say they've done it twice because <laughs> had to create a whole new menu and do a whole new thing. Um, but we're also having fun with it. You know, we're calling we're calling it the whole new concept, uh, Wonderland at Go Go. Yeah. You know, because why not? Like it's fun, and and we're having fun with it. Totally, I'm glad. I'm glad, Matt. Like I'm, I'm happy to see you happy in the position you're in. Like just with, you know, the with the kitchen, and you know, like the the exciting new beginnings you you have with it, and. Uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing it continue to flourish. And um, yeah, man, uh, I 
I, uh, I'll let you know when uh, I get some takeout from there. And uh, I, I can't wait. Believe me, I don't know when you show up because I'll be there every day for a while. Oh, hell yeah, dude. So, um, yeah, so uh, as we're uh, closing out, winding down here, Matt, uh, tell me what keeps you up at night. Hmm. Usually forgetting to put an order in. <laughs> um, if we want to go a little more existential, I'll probably say um, making sure I made enough of the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's a challenging thing to navigate, especially now, because, like, you don't want to, like, you know, there's, just, there's a lot that people are, like, you know, unpacking right now on an individual basis at with just the chaotic state of the world. So like, it's hard to know like when like enough is enough, but also like some days you just don't feel like doing anything and that's okay. That's totally valid too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I've made a career on doing too much and it's gotten me you know, where I am. Um, but it's also, I think what COVID has done, I guess if you want to look at a silver lining, is made me kind of realize when enough is enough. Um, you know, when being able to say that, you know what, maybe you need some time for yourself. You know, maybe you don't need to drive forward headstrong a thousand miles an hour for as long as you can. You know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And making sure that I know that line. And sometimes it's hard to know. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, what puts you to sleep? My dog. It, she really does. Um, shout out to Cleo. <laughs> Cleopatra. Oh, um, yeah. She's I, – I, I haven't had a dog in my whole life. Um, I actually grew up with dogs, but, you know, my adult life, I haven't had one. And usually I'm a little kind of tossy-turvy, and then as soon as she kind of jumps up and goes on at the edge of the bed, or if I'm lucky, snuggles up toward my legs, uh, that's when I'm like, okay, there we go. Oh, yeah. Shout out the pup. Shout out to Cleo. Um, thank you so much, Matt, for being on the show tonight. Um, it's great to join you for a beer and uh, talk about Wonderland, talk about working kitchens, and uh, yeah, man, it was just all. It was also just great to talk to you. Definitely, most definitely. I'm honestly I'm glad we were able to do this twice because now we can just conversate for a second time again. That's so. right. Yeah, yeah. Now it feels like we're just dudes being bros, bros being right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Hell yeah. So. <laughs> For everyone watching, uh, Wonderland is back in town, baby. Let's check it out. Let's uh, support them. And uh, yes, um, the man has uh, is wearing the brand all over. And uh, yeah, um, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. <laughs>